0: Happy rant. Hey, welcome to the Happy Ramp podcast. I am Ted Cluck, joined as always back in studio by my good friends and partners in radio, Barnabas Piper and Ronald J. Martin. Boys, the the hangover, as it were, from uh, Indie Live has uh, has abated. Um, we are back to business as usual, um, just doing our program, just doing radio, just being lunch pail guys and working really, uh, really, really hard at this craft, which we love. Um, Pipe, you, uh, I'm, I'm getting right into it. Do we, we have no business, right? We have no new sponsors to well, talk other, about? Well, other than
1: the perpetual reminder that Ligaris Roasters Coffee is the best and people should go get
0: it at And Dude, to, it is. We haven't. It's really good. We haven't gassed up heck in a while, man, so we uh, I, I feel bad about that. I we just got to... three bags of coffee from him
1: in the mail yesterday, so I'm uh, i am fueled up and ready to go on Lagarish Roaster's Coffee, but so should everybody else be. Dude, that guy's incredible. Is he, is he a rich guy yet? Is he doing rich guy things? Well, he's doing rich guy things, and the goal, according, according to our, our dear friend Dave, is you do yeah. rich people things so that you get rich, so he just... He just snagged another podcast sponsorship with the Table of Malcontents podcast, the other one that I do. So, Ted, you and I have two podcasts represented with Ligaris. Um, Ronnie, you need to do another podcast, maybe with your new Ashland uh, neighbor.
2: Oh, dude, uh, yeah. And then
1: we could all have two podcasts represented with Hector
2: Ligaris. Dude, I just don't want to cheap. I feel like that cheapens the Ligaris sponsorship that we've had all these years. I would never. Maybe
0: seriously, serious real talk here. Over under on number of weeks before Trogues asked you to do a podcast. Um, uh, I, I mean, from when to... he moves to town. So I'm, I'm setting the over under at three. Piper, are you taking the over, over three weeks? or uh, under I'm going to go weeks?
1: over under three weeks ago.
0: <laughs> nice. Nice. Boys, so I already ago. have, I already have, uh, I already have tragic
2: answers for you on this. It's already happened pre move.
0: Really? The ask has happened. Correct. What can you tell us about the Ask Baby? What's the format? What kind of what kind of show does he want to do with um,
2: you? Um, it was very like it was very open. Like, what do you think the possibilities are? You know, mm. it, you know, this could be something in person. You know, just imagine, imagine,
0: imagine what could be done. Dude, he's ready. Yeah, he's ready to create with Ron Martin. Correct. He, he's ready to get into that little wooden studio in your garage and make some radio magic. Yeah. Um, yes. Baby, yes. keep us posted on that. That's oh, exciting. Absolutely. Keep you posted. You mean send you like an uh, you know offer
2: to sign up for our new podcast? Yeah, Obviously absolutely. I mean, yeah,
0: send me the send me the iTunes link and all the good press that you're getting. You know, send me. Hey, listen, do this, Ron. Send me a picture of the new car that you buy with the proceeds. From oh, our, absolutely. Because uh, uh, I don't. Because
2: you know, unlike some people, I, I'm not. I don't feel guilty about like buying a car that runs. Big T. Well, I baby, I'm. A,
0: I, I want to use that as a segue into our first topic. So um, something happened this last week. Uh, I actually found out about it, Big R, before you even mentioned anything to me. Interesting. Um, because I have a friend. I have a friend here in our church, a uh, dear friend. His name is John. Great guy. Uh, huge fan of the program. Dedicated listener. Um, John is like, Ron, you're in a smallest church. Pipe, you're in a, your church may be too big and too n- Nashville-y for this. But, like,
1: because— <laughs> I can't we- tell if that's an insult or just an observation.
0: Dude, I don't know. I don't know yet. i got to get a little deeper into it. But, like— the The kind of smallest churches that I've been involved with for the past probably fifteen years, they all kind of have the they have their business guy. You know what I mean? It's always like a a youngish to early middle age guy who's known for like business deals. And like that's his thing. And he's kind of the kind of the Dave Ramsey and rich guy of the church. Um, and everybody kind of looks up to this guy. And uh, so this guy, John from our church, texts me a picture of your new car pipe, which you had posted on social. Um, and he was really bummed because like mere weeks beforehand he had bought the same use c- or the same the same style of car. What? And what um, exactly bummed him out? I didn't realize that my purchase of a vehicle would disappoint well, well, dude, that's- others. That's funny. He must be like an Enneagram 4 because he wanted to be the only guy, I guess, with this unique kind with of new this style super of car.
1: popular style of SUV called a Toyota <laughs> 4Runner that <laughs> well, like hundreds well, dude, of thousands of people drive. There's only been
0: a million of those I'm, I'm, made this year. Piper, I'm glad you said that because that that was the thing about his purchase that I didn't understand. He he kind of spoke of it in these terms as though it was this like, you know, rare Italian, you know, sports car that that they only made like 500 of, you know, 10 years ago or whatever. But uh, but yeah, I don't know anything about cars really. But it it seemed to me that the Toyota 4Runner was was a little more common than maybe he um, had thought it was. But anyway, um, he's not actually mad at you, but he was uh, he he was excited to send that along. Now, Piper, walk me through the the thought process because I got what you were doing with that post. You were you were kind of teasing the whole Dave Ramsey thing, and you were doing the very thing that I suggested that you do, which is just outright brag about your purchases and don't couch it in any kind of thinly veiled, um, flimsy Christian humility. Um, and you did that. And I'm, I'm, I'm curious as to what kind of feedback you got. Lay it on us. So I, first of all, I would like to give a
1: shout out to our listeners who saw that post and understood exactly what I was doing because, uh, yeah. you guys are the smartest. Um, So yeah, I just posted a picture and all I said was something like new ride or my new baby or something like that. And then I I used hashtags grateful, hashtag blessed, hashtag rich people things, and then hashtag braggy brag, as opposed to the (laughs) humble brag, which would have been the the more evangelical way to go about it. That's right. Yeah, I was simply going full on irony of I got a new car and I'm going to post it because I'm excited about getting a new car. And all of these hashtags are a subtle shot at, at the way that people, they they normally try to couch their, you know, the, the hashtag blessed is usually not ironic. It's like, man, look at this. God, God gave yeah. me this car kind of thing. So I also would like, I, I had a couple of people who were, they congratulated me on naming it and claiming it. Um, I, I think that was nice. tongue in cheek. I took it that way. It was very funny to me. So, yeah, just the uh, I I felt an obligation to do what you said, Ted, and not either hide this new purchase or put it up there with sort of a long excursus of just how grateful I am that that has provided the means to be able to get this thing and the great deal that I got. All of which is true, but also, hey, look at this cool car I got.
0: Dude, thank you for not white papering about your new purchase. I feel like that's the other reformed thing, um, you know. <laughs> or, or defending it by being like, "Well,
1: I got a really low APR and I was able to put a lot of money oh, of down, so my monthly payment is really good." And yeah. uh, a friend hooked me up with this deal, and it was, you know, it's a great trade-in price, and I was able to. Yeah, get you're more not even talking about the.
2: You're not even talking about the car anymore, right. Pipe. You're just talking about all your all your guilt because as Christians, we're, we're really not allowed to drive anything that isn't like literally like one mile away from like collapsing and needing to be taken to like the junkyard. Right. You if know? you see
1: a Christian in like a luxury car, go up to him and say nice car and they'll be like, um, uh, my grandma gave it to me. You know, yeah, mainly
2: not. pastors, though, man. Pastors cannot. I mean, dude, if I shouldn't
0: even be, I almost shouldn't even be driving. I mean, unless you're no, no. almost
2: like Flintstone, no engine, rolling that thing out with my bare feet. Car.
0: Big R, I can I can tell you're a you're a resident man of the cloth, obviously, and you're a man who likes to pamper. You like to pamper yourself, and you like to live well. Um, no, I I can tell you're tweaked by this whole this whole trend toward you know pastors having to like self flagellate all the time and 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 walk around in sackcloth and ashes um what what do you make of this how do you how how do you like walk that fine line in your church of you know i want to enjoy the things that i can enjoy but um you know people people will get tweaked if i live too well Um, i don't know how do you do that
2: i don't i never really think about it that much because well the first thing is man cars are always kind of the weird thing for pastors for some reason like that that's what carries the stigma like i don't like nothing else really does like cars i yeah. never. I'm like you, Big T. I've never been a car guy, so I, I really don't I, care. I think so because
1: yes. cars are the thing. Like cars and houses are the two things you can look at and go. I know how much that costs. I know how
2: much you make. Like right, if you exactly. if you yeah, wore yeah, yeah. if
1: you wore a like a, a a tailored Italian leather jacket, I would look at it and be like, that looks nice. I don't know if that's an eighty dollar jacket or like an eight thousand dollar jacket. I don't know the difference. But if you roll up in a certain car, I could probably guess the price to within three thousand dollars because they're just ubiquitous,
2: right? Yeah. And so, like, yeah, because those are yeah, those are things that are easy to place, you know, an accurate amount of value on. Kind of, you know what I mean? But like, so it's just it's just like the weirdest thing to me because like I I have never like I've never been poor like I, I I just don't care. I don't care what anybody drives. Cause I don't really care about cars and I, and I, I kind of don't care about what any, where anybody lives either. You know, I, I just, I, and I really, I understand the idea of like relativism with these things. Right. So like I, I would probably, I probably would have expected Hybel to drive something nicer than like a 93 Taurus, you know what I mean? And like not, <laughs> not be offended because you know, like, like our boy Bill was in something a little bit, you know, nicer than some like, you know, 92 Pontiac something like, like that shouldn't surprise anybody. And so I don't know if Billy Boy's driving around in a range Rover. I don't know. I, I mean, I guess you know because there's there's probably some zeros on his paycheck that most of us don't have. and so it's relative to what he can afford to drive. I mean I know that gets us into all of these other like topics and issues and and things of that nature, but like um, yeah, I'm just not that concerned. so uh, pipe and enjoy.
0: Piper enjoy. let's uh, let's Go deal free joint. In true Reformed fashion, let's um, let's put some parameters on this thing, all right? So let's right. say a given person is a Reformed pastor of a church of... Ron, how big is your church?
2: Uh, we're like 300. Let me just add really quick that Bill's car is the least problematic thing about him. Carry on.
0: Well, of course, baby. Yeah, good, good caveat. <laughs> good caveat. Good, yes. Yeah, Excellent absolutely. Point. Baby, 300. Wow. So... So, so two seventy-five, but you you padded the numbers a little bit for media. That's fine. three hundred um, Well, the
1: the Altrogies are moving to town, and they're like they're they're a homeschool family, I think. So there's probably a good twenty-five people
2: there. Oh, Altrogies moving to town, so it's we're uh, up we're up to, to three seventy-five now.
0: <laughs> all right, so let's let's say you're a reform pastor of a church of three three hundred to three hundred and fifty people. All right, so a small to mid-sized reform church. What's the most Piper? What's the most ostentatious car purchase as a pastor? So you're the, you're the senior pastor. You probably got a couple of guys on staff that are like kind of, you call them pastors, but they're part-timers or whatever. Um, what, what's the most ostentatious car? What's the, the floor and the ceiling for what you can get away with? Yeah, I mean, I think the
1: the floor is like fixed, you know, fixed gear bicycles. So you know, floor is as low as you want it to go, and you can justify that however you want. You know, you're going green, you're being a right. Good steward, get, you're whatever. getting
0: your like stewardship kind of hipster cachet right. from your your fixie or your like '93 Taurus with yeah. duct tape all over it or whatever. I, this, um,
1: the ceiling, though. Yeah, let's talk ceiling. <clears throat> See, I was a little surprised by the reaction. So I got a, a late model Toyota Four Runner, which is it's a nice car, but it's not like a luxury car. It's not a it's not even like if you get a new pickup truck, you're you're paying twice as much as what I paid. So yeah. it's you know, that I I I would put that in the range. Um yeah. let's see. All
0: right, can we get the year on that vehicle, please? Twenty seven. Yeah, that'd
1: sir. be great. 2017 Whoa. okay yeah
0: Whoa. that's a good year for those baby yeah it's a good vintage it's a good vintage it's, it's of, a good vintage pipe sure. off
2: the air i want to talk about how i think that you uh the reason why i think you bought that car at the time that you bought that car okay but carry on <laughs> off the
1: air got it
0: um I'm all right inter- so i'm
1: interested to hear your hypotheses
2: yeah. So, so yeah,
1: I, I mean, I, I think I think that's in the range. I think like a if you wanted to go new, like mm-hmm. just new, new, um, something like a, uh, I don't know, like a Ford Escape or like a Chevy Traverse. You know, if you needed like the family sized SUV. So like in a, a good solid American made mid sized or larger SUV. Um, yeah. I think that's that's probably that's kind of the high end. Uh, but then you have to drive it until the wheels fall off. You don't get to trade in every couple years as a pastor of a church that size. That's not
0: how it works. Right, right. No, totally, totally agree. So let me ask you this, boys, and, and Ron, you can weigh in on this, on this too. Um, so if you're, if you're this, this pastor, yeah, you're welcome. Um, pastor of a small reformed church, is anything like European on the table? Like, could you, could you roll up in a Mercedes totally. or an Audi or a Beamer? And have it be okay with? Yeah, it has to
2: be. It has to be old, right? Because if you get a twenty-year-old Beamer, you can get it for like under ten k. You know what I mean? So well, like, espe-
0: especially if you're a hipster, totally. That's that's more than acceptable. Yeah, you, you can, can like, get like, like can an an old... one of the diesel ones. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Or like Very... one of those
2: old school like Porsches from the like the cheap Porsche from the eighties or the seventies. Yeah, you could do something like that. But even but dude, even even guys like that would walk around with like a low level of guilt because they'd they'd hate that the sign on that that the you know they'd hate that it said Porsche on it, you know what I mean? Yeah, if if you look at like old Audis or Audis or whatever we call them,
1: they basically like the Honda Accord in nineteen ninety-two and an Audi are the exact same car. They're just like little compact, you know, fuel efficient vehicles. And so yeah, if you if you had a a model kind of like that. It's you know but it has sort of to like be hipster old,
2: cool, but it has to. Be but it's not a luxury car at all. But this is what I see now, boys, and you kind of you kind of went there a little bit, Big T. Like a lot of dudes now, if they live if they're living in a town where their their house is like a a minute away from where the, their church is, like they're gonna do like they're gonna do like hipster bicycling now is what Yo, they're oh, gonna yeah. do. Absolutely, and then so that's also going to allow them to like up the budge on like clothing, hipster leather bags like you guys saw me have at oh, dude, Live. yeah, You got you got
0: a you couple know. a couple grand worth of bag there on your shoulder, baby. Yeah, for real. So like that justifies
2: all of that, but it's like way less it's like it's it's way less ostentatious, like you said. Like nobody's gonna nobody's gonna nobody really knows how much those four thousand dollar boots cost you. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. All right. Let me uh, let me lay. There's it. an
1: Instagram account that knows how much those boots
0: cost. <laughs> exactly, Piper. Good segue. And I want to I want to use that segue to lay, kind of a an overarching question for this next topic on both of you, and that is, you know, Piper, you've grown up in the world of pastors. Ron, you are currently a pastor, and for me, I've just gone to churches. <laughs> <laughs> I, I feel like there's a, we're we're at apex mountain of like preening. You know what I mean, and by, and by preening, I mean. Yeah, just, I don't know what that word means. Big Jake, mean oh, it's you, the perfect. You know word. exactly what it means.
2: No, I don't, man. You got to educate me. I don't do that kind. Of, I didn't take Greek and Hebrew, so lay it out for me.
0: <laughs> baby preening is. You, okay, let's let's keep it keep it hypothetical again. Let's say you're the same pastor of the same three hundred person Reformed church.
2: You can't just dis- you can't just define preening. All right.
0: No, go I'm going to define preening by by laying like a real world example on you. Oh, so you're so, you're pulling a pastor move on us right now. I appreciate it. I'm pulling that, a man. pastor move. This is an illustration. Correct. So you're the you're the pastor of this three hundred person church. Um, it's it's not you're not famous. You haven't gotten the book deal yet. Um, you're just a guy, right? But you you got your Insta, you got your like, you know, kind of vintage sneaks that you're super proud of. You got your two grand worth of bag over your shoulder. You're photographing some things, you know, no, nothing crazy, you know, nothing over the top compared to your peers. But there's just a lot of, there's a lot of public. There's a lot of preening. There's a lot of, you know, I'm thinking through my car purchase in light of what people are gonna think. Um, I
1: think Yeah, there's a curated image aspect for
0: sure. There's a there's a big curated image aspect that Pipe I think wasn't around at all in your dad's generation, respectfully. Like the only guys that were doing that in your in your pops' generation were like the Hybelsy guys. But instead and, of And
1: even Hybels was like he was about as generic as it gets, that like in terms of oh, dude, in terms yeah. of aesthetic, it was only like Jim and Tammy Faye Baker and like televangelists yeah. who were preening that. We're all it, Jim and Tammy now, is what it is. Well, oh, basically, basically yeah, because we're absolutely. all we're all basically being broadcast all the time, and by we, I mean pastors, because you're one of those, yeah. Ron, and we are not. So yeah, because I know you don't do that generation. at all, Pipe.
2: I appreciate that. Yeah, yeah keep me out. Yeah, keep you yourself are. out of that category. Um, Dude,
0: so Pipe, does your does your dad think it's weird that this is a thing, this this sort of uh, omnipresent preening aspect of pastoral ministry? Oh, I'm certain
1: he does. <clears throat> I would be afraid to ask him. <laughs> because one of two things would be the case. Either he would be paying no attention whatsoever, which is, there's a high likelihood of that for his own sure. sanity. Or it, it would be like Mount St. Helens exploding. With him like, he's thought, awesome. like,
2: he's actually thought through this quite a bit. Yeah, I mean,
1: I, I'm surprised that in—maybe maybe you should submit a question to ask Pastor John about preening pastors. But, like, I, I feel like he might be a ticking time bomb just waiting to go off on, you know, the beautification of pastors. I mean, he wrote a whole book called Brothers Were Not Professionals. I wouldn't su- be surprised if he followed it up with, like, brothers were not beautiful people or
0: something like that. You know, stop being famous or something Dude, along so those that- lines. This is the interesting thing though. Like it's always the pendulum swing, right? So you get the, you get, you get the kind of apex mountain of preening, which we're in right now. And then the pendulum is going to like swing back to, I'm wearing sackcloth and ashes. I'm driving my 93 Taurus. Um, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm just schlumping around See, looking I miserable. I
1: don't think but, the pendulum will swing back that way because people are so ego driven yeah. That, that only works if you can broadcast that you're doing it, which sort of defeats the
2: purpose. Well, that's and what that I was going to say, Piper. Right. There's, like, there's like a ton of dudes that do that. You don't know who they are
0: because they're not preening. Yeah. Interesting. Interesting. So speaking of preening, boys, and speaking of this, this whole uh, kind of moment that we're in, one of, the, one of the things that's fascinating to me, and you guys shared this, um, this Instagram page with me, uh, it's this whole like pastor sneaker thing. What pipe, what's the name of the actual handle on, it's,
1: uh, on Instagram? It is preachers and sneakers. So preachers and sneakers and preachers uh, and sneakers. Yes. And
0: ostensibly like the purpose of this is just showing pictures of these Ponzi like preening preachers in their in their, in their sneaks. Is that it?
1: Yeah. So pretty much every post is a picture of a famous preacher. So mega church, whatever, Wearing their super cool outfit. <clears throat> and then it's a and then it's side by side with an image of the shoes themselves from a retail site showing the price. So let's find a recent okay. example. Oh, our dear friend, Stephen Furtick. Furtick. Friend of the show, Stephen Furtick. Uh, so here's the caption. Super fresh pastor, Stephen Furtick, keeping it mega clean in the off-white Prestos. And yes, for literally 15 seconds on release day, these cost 160 retail. Now... They cost six hundred and thirty-seven retail, so they are uh, they are the Nike Air Prestos for six hundred and thirty-seven dollars. So that's that is an example, and it's basically just that over and over and over again.
2: Interesting. And some of the and pipe some of the like, like some of the like some of the <laughs> some of the prices on those shoes like are literally bonkers.
1: Yeah, and it's not just shoes. They 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 will delve into apparel as well. So here's Judah Smith, and I'm guessing his wife, and she is wearing a Gucci tank top that, and he is wearing uh, Gucci cropped joggers, which mm. retail for four hundred and ninety and nine hundred and eighty dollars respectively.
2: There we go. But pipe, Dude, I was, I mean, didn't they have some shoes on there that dudes were paying like five and six k for though?
1: John Gray, who is one of the preachers at Joel Osteen's church, wearing. $3,700 Oh, what are these? Oh, they're called Prayer
2: it. Yeezy 2s So they're, oh, uh, they're Kanye they
1: shoes Except they have prayer in the name, so
0: that's
2: fun That makes it okay, guys Dude,
0: so, alright, all right, I'm the I'm the worst person for asking this question In this way, but, Pipe, are there any Like, real pastors on there? You know what I mean? <laughs> like like guys that aren't clowns <laughs> You know what I'm saying?
2: Uh, <laughs> hold on, let me Let me work on this
0: Okay
1: Carry on the conversation. I'm gonna scroll through and Bravo, see. Well, I
2: mean, but Big T, like that wouldn't be funny, right? Like if somebody threw a dude up there with his like twenty nine dollar chucks, right? I mean, yeah, exactly, exactly.
0: <laughs> okay,
1: so this this just needs a timeout. Uh, there's a guy from Hillsong named Pastor Nathan Finocchio. Rhymes with. Oh Pinocchio. yeah, Finocchio. Yeah, for sure. And he I mean, is nice. he is wearing. Um, Pinocchio.
2: They, they, they don't
1: even have a name for it. They, they they look like a cross between Italian loafers and like house slippers because they're slip on shoes. They're, I've seen those, They're black like leather it. in the front and those. fur in the back, but it's like a it's like a furry rabbit tail. And then they're then they have like it looks a,
0: like he should be selling you like a car radio in they Miami. They have like a
1: monogrammed image on them.
2: Yeah, that that's a dude that's putting a lot of essential oil all over his body and like just slathering
0: want, himself in it.
2: Yeah, and, and wanting you to think that he sits around all day when he's not on stage at Hillsong with the all lights right. on him, like playing you know acoustic folk songs, right? Piper, I mean, who's
0: the who's the realest pastor on there? Is it is it this Pinocchio Pinocchio gentleman? Keon.
1: I'm still looking. <laughs> uh, so far the the closest to real is uh, either Levi Lusco or Chad Veach, um, which says something.
2: Yeah, I'm surprised you went there with Lusco, man. Is do you have like a thing there, Pipe, with the, with a double L?
1: No, I just said realist. But on the scale you know of on the, on the scale of real that we're working with here. That's what we've got. Oh, I think Erwin McManus might be slightly more real.
0: Ooh Erwin. <laughs> yeah. I like did it you know wh- his
1: middle name is Raphael, which makes him it's, like a Is His times middle name Prang? Cooler. So yeah, nope, nobody remotely who we would consider, uh, you know, a real pastor.
0: Dude, what what is McManus rocking on his on his feet these oh, days?
1: D- dude, his was distracting because he was rocking like eleven layers of cool in his. Let's see, Ooh. um, top to bottom, off white. Uh, let's see, they don't, they don't show the actual shoes here. This is this is frustrating. They didn't get it right. Oh, let's see. In this one, he is wearing. They're uh, they Nike ears. It doesn't say the brand, but they're like this sweet Carolina blue off like and then off white with some orange laces. Um, this was one of their earliest posts, so they hadn't quite figured out the caption thing yet. They're just so they were. This is just information, and they retail for a solid nine
0: hundred and ninety nine dollars. There we go, Irwin. Yeah, dude, that that Urban Ministry it pays well. I like it. Um, all right, boys. So. Follow-up question, Ron. You go first because you're uh, you're conversant in the reformed roster in a way that I think even even Piper and I are not. Um, <laughs> who's the Who's the most likely guy from our tribe?
2: Oh, Judas
0: to, to end up on here. Like, who's going to end up on here? And this um, is going to this is going to hurt, man. This is going to think of the plenary. And don't don't speak out of turn. Well, I'm already not
2: I'm already not getting a plenary of desiring God after after John showed up at our at Indie Live, so that's already out the window. Um, yeah, that's hard, man. Yeah, we're done. That's we're tough. done there. That was a bummer. Yeah, I said I well, said it to John join people. the club. Yeah, but pipe that's just nepotism if you get the gig. Um, let <laughs> me think here. Thank uh, you for saying that. I just don't deserve it.
0: Yes, exactly.
2: Ah, <laughs> no, you don't, man. You can't. You don't get it when you're the son. Um. <laughs> I'm trying to think here, man. Yeah, I think I, – gosh, I, I feel like I'm going to get in major trubs with this one, man, because um, I, I got a couple of guys in mind, but I don't know that I can say them. Oh, please. Uh, Fire away. No, oh, no, no. Maybe. Seriously, you guys will know off the air why I couldn't. But okay. – um... Um, like who would be the most – like here's what's crazy. Like you guys know this, man. When we're talking about our tribe, you're talking about like you're lucky if you get a guy that's wearing sneakers on the platform, right? Because they're yeah. all wearing those more serious black slip-on whatever those shoes are Those that, that nobody knows what they are, right? The answer yeah. is Leon's
1: Crump. Leon's Crump
2: would probably
1: – 'Cause the, the man the man is styling all the time. And so if it's not sneakers, it's gonna be some real nice loafers or something. Like he 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 dresses up nice. I'm
2: gonna go I'm gonna go E mace, man. I'm gonna go E mace.
1: Mason would, would uh could potentially
2: be up there well, as I feel well. Like, well I feel like Mason would appreciate a, a fine set of sneaks. So I, I could see that being a value. Yes. You know. Oh, you
0: guys. No no comment. See, um, I
1: think I think <laughs> I, I wouldn't be surprised if like Driscoll, realizing he's not really part of the reform camp, but you know, in memoriam. Um, I think you know, he could show up in like some really high end boots. Yeah. I think okay. I think he's gonna be in like full on old man boot game, possibly like the the cowboy like the cowboy boots made out of some like rare yeah. emu skin or something like that.
0: Yeah, Dude like it's sub question. What old reformed white guy in a desperate grab for like uh, grasping on the, the the fleeting youth uh, is is going to try to rock a pair of kicks to disastrous results? Easy, oh. Tim Keller. <laughs> no, Timmy Timmy K could pull it off. I think I think Timothy could pull it off, man. Um, man. Pipe, do
2: you think? Pipe, do you think like if do you think if like P- if your if your pops went on stage for like some panel and they presented him with some like really hot pair of sneakers, like some Air Force like, Ones? Yeah, like he would like rock those things. Like kind of like Drisky did with
1: the jacket. I, I think there's, there's no chance. Yeah. So here's, I mean, my dad is literally the complete opposite into this. He wears shoes until my mother says you need to buy yeah. new shoes. And so then he's like, okay. Shoes. And then, and then he's like, okay, spend
2: $40 on new shoes. You know, he, and that's, and that's even outrageous for him. That's like, dude, that's like, honey, shoes have gone up quite a bit in our day. Spend 40. Yeah, he's like
1: he's like I I think you might be able to get two pairs for that at Payless, you know. So, he yeah, he's not even on the spectrum. I'm trying to think of guys who Maybe wartime. who time who wartime. would I you know somebody like Darren Patrick who is now like he doesn't think he's old, but you know, he's got a he's got some gray hairs. He's a little salt and peppery. I could see him going in on on some sneakers and and people being like, "Ooh." Yeah, I could see DP
2: like saying like, "Dude, you know what, man? I'm still driving my you know, I went back to my 2000 era, you know, you know, my 2000 era Accord. So I, I can I can pop for some snakes. I didn't see him doing that.
1: Do you think churches, you know, how churches have like resource budgets. So there's like book budgets or software budgets or whatever. Do you think these mega churches have like wardrobe budgets? for Fashion these guys?
2: budgets? hundred percent. We do. You have a wardrobe budget? <laughs> of course. In the church budget or in your church, own budget? Of
0: course you do. What are we, Savages? Yeah, I, I have mean, a fashion
2: budget. I mean, I that gets also supposed to keep up I mean, with the Anglicans. How how am I going to wear that? How am I going to wear that bag to Indie Live, guys? Where where does that money come from?
0: Dude, leather goods are a line item in Round's Church. Correct. <laughs> it, at the quarterly like members meeting, that that gets walked through at the. There's uh, just like one uh, word on under Sprint. my name,
2: and it says fashion.
0: Fashion, and then and then it's it's parsed out into leather, denim, cloth. You know, very. Somebody very,
2: raises their hand in the members meeting, is like. Um,
0: looking at pastor r for fashion this year repurposed wood this year because i feel like you're coming in a little low here um oh it gets, it it gets hiked up every year boys don't it, in it case does you, it, it gets hiked
2: up every year you
0: you, you got to account for inflation on the repurposed wood i mean i'm glad that i have a team that feels that way you know what boys call me old-fashioned i want to see my pastor in a schlumpy dumpy nondescript pair of shoes and and you know what? Maybe maybe, maybe that you used makes- have a
2: pastor in Michigan that was more like that.
0: <laughs> no, no comment. Um, yeah, no comment. Although Kenny, <laughs> he could probably afford some some nice some oh. nice. You so, know what? He's not uh-oh. likely
1: to at all. But he would be the best to see try to pull off some of these like twenty seven hundred dollars sneakers. Dude, it would be great. I would imagine love to him. See yeah, in like distressed skinny jeans. A yeah. military style jacket and some oh, really great. high end kicks.
2: It'd Baby, isn't so he all good. like he's all like basketball guy too, isn't he? He he would there, Dude, there's no. a there's potential. I, if no? he's a basketball athletic. guy, he's like hickory high basketball guy. Yeah, yeah. I, mean, uh, I thought he was all basketball
0: that. guy. Yeah, but all he's right. not like like fashionable like accessories on right. the on the court basketball guy. Um but yeah, no, this 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 is good. I would I would like to see this. So that's kind of what I was getting at with the question. Like, the
2: problem is, is this man? Like, if you want to, like, if you're the if you're the dude, if you're the pastor that wants to be like the, I, I'm gonna be the no fashion fashion pastor. Like, that's gonna be like that's the new thing. You'll just look like every, every you'll just look like every other pastor that doesn't care what they look like when they go up to preach. You know? Yeah. Like, you there's have no, to, there's, have there's no way to look.
1: You have to go out of your way to look straight up like a hobo if you want to be the no fashion pastor guy, because most. Yeah. And then ex- you're just
2: going to be like an urban church planter. So it doesn't matter.
1: Otherwise, Dude, you're, favorite, just a, you're just aware of ill fit khakis at that point. Yeah. My you're favorite, just an city planter
2: then at that point. My
0: favorite fashionable pastor thing though is in pipe. In, tell me, tell me if you love this. I love how these guys to a man, they all try to skew about 10 years younger than they are. Like the, the, the old guy, the old gray haired guy. And like the, the camo jacket at the, Baby, what are
2: you trying to say right now?
0: baby not you necessarily but like these guys at Drisky's conference like i'm looking why at why did you have that necessarily lineup.
2: that was hurtful
0: <laughs> i was just qualifying a little baby, bit baby hold on let's
2: go back to this word you just said called necessarily
0: <laughs> <laughs> you know what i mean though
2: yeah yeah about about,
0: about about skewing young i mean it's it's great like it's great entertainment i'm not saying they should stop doing it because it's dude it the was...
2: problem is is like everybody skews young now like it's di- like literally it's different now we all everybody dresses there's like an been an equalization of like fashion really for like anybody under 55 to where everybody's wearing kind of the same john clothes. MacArthur
1: says no he says dude, no, here- we do not all dress younger. Some of Here's us dress funny. in the suit that we're going to
2: be buried in. I said under 55, man. It's okay. cuz dude, I'm telling you, look man, when I, there was a, there's a th- man, when you like when I think about the way my pops looked when he was 40, he dressed the same at 40 as he did at 70. I like there was literally yeah, no like a, difference.
0: like a grown up. Right, like, like a grown up. Dude, when are we all going to realize that this looks just man I mean nobody, ridiculous but like,
2: you can't buy grown-up like they don't sell grown-up clothes anymore boys there's nowhere to buy grown-up clothes dude I know. think
0: we should put out a line of grown-up clothes and I think we could make a killing grown-up clothes yeah grown-up clothes man G-U-C? Yeah, dr- man dress like an adult you know dress like an dress like the adult pastor that you ostensibly are
2: not Gucci gooch man guC grown-up
0: clothes <laughs> gooch dude I love it. Let's, uh, let's. I'm gonna get some people on the phone. Do you have some people on that? Baby, I got some people on the phone. We're gonna, we're gonna, we're gonna bring Gooch to the marketplace. It's only a matter of time. Um, boys, do we have time for one more topic? I haven't even looked at the clock. That's how much we fun do. I'm having with radio. Uh, got time for one more quick one. This one's gonna be a little, uh, a little controversial, boys, a little hot takey. Uh, um, we, we had a, a lot of pre show dialogue about whether we should talk about this, but, um, the, the the spire the um, you know part of part of the Notre Dame Cathedral in Paris, which I, I did visit a few years ago, it was beautiful. Um, has has burned down. Um, to to much uh, traction on social media. A lot of people dialoguing about this. Um, Piper, let's talk about people's grieving of Notre Dame because um, I don't know. Call call me a hard hearted cynic. I'm not sure this is as devastating to everyone is is maybe it's sounding like it is uh shed some light on this
1: yeah i you know so I, I was watching social media coverage as i do that's kind of how i get most of my news and i see that there's first i see there's a fire there and then you know over the course of a few hours it's obvious that it's it's a pretty monstrous fire and the the outpouring of of like heartbreak over the burning of this building was really caught me off guard Because I I mean, I know that it's iconic and I know that it's beautiful and I know that it's a loss of history, but it seemed way out of proportion compared to the outpouring of heartbreak about tragedies that involve like, I don't know, real human beings instead of gargoyles and roofs and stuff. Um, And it it seemed to me as I thought about it, I was like, this this feels like, this is like safe grieving. Mm. We can, we can, there is no there is no like loaded implication to a statement of grief about this. You know, if you grieve a tragedy of, you know, whether it's a mass shooting or a terrorist attack or an earthquake, you, you kind of are putting your heart on the line. It's a risk and, or there's a political implication or something like that. Whereas this is it. I don't know. It, it seemed sort of like risk-free grief or something like that. I don't know exactly how to put it. I'm sure I'm just crapping all over someone's feelings, but, um, that it, it just seemed really weird to me. What do you guys, I mean, what, what was your thoughts when you saw kind of the, just the flood?
2: Big R, what about you, man? <laughs> I, baby, I think he was asking you, but I'll answer. Um, I don't know, man. I, you know, I, I always struggle with, uh, I, I always struggle with the, the, like the, I mean, I, I'm with okay. pipe, man. Yeah, I cool. struggle with, the,
0: with you guys in a minute.
2: I struggle with sort of the grief that doesn't, just what pipes, said doesn't really cost you much. Mm-hmm. And, um, and it's almost it looks almost like a, a self pitying grab to me. Mm-hmm. It's like, I, I want, I want people to think that, you know, I care about like this amazing, you know, fortress, you know, an artistic pinnacle of, you know, of, of our, of our day. And so, you know, I, I want to be able to say something, you know, with some magnitude about my reflection on it. Um, but again, but um, but you guys know this about me. Like I'm the guy that struggles when like another rock star passes and like, you know, some guy like posts like, Oh my gosh, my whole life is destroyed. And it's like, well, because you heard his hit single 15 years ago and you have no connection to any of his other records. You've never bought any of his music, but like, you know, somehow this is, you know, this, this is causing you to have to, you know, take the next two weeks off work to you know, kind of get your wits <laughs> work back through together. the feelings. Yeah, hey, work that's through all the fascinating.
0: Feelings. How, how, how much of a fan does somebody have to be to be able to grieve a, a dead rock star? How many how many records do you have to have? Let's say the let's say the rockstar put out <laughs> ten records, and and he dies. Um, if I have if I have six, um, am I am I able to then? I mean, baby, like,
2: no, I'm not trying to be snark about it. I'm you saying know, like no, no, I know what you mean though. I I know like you
1: think you can, there I think there has to be a direct personal connection. So it social media has so or like just the the access to information and awareness has so skewed our our understanding of like what it is to express grief, that we, we throw out expressions of heartbreak about something that, you know, 20 years ago, it would have read, we would have read a newspaper headline the following day or two, and sort of thought, wow, that's a loss. It's sort of a recognition that a loss happened. And then kind of that's it, because it, it doesn't affect you at all. So, like, right. yeah, the the death of Prince, the death of David Bowie, the the death of Robin Williams, you know, so on and so forth, these are things that, unless those guys had a direct effect on you, so maybe maybe one of their songs profoundly impacted a relationship you had, or it's super nostalgic to a part of life that was meaningful, then, yeah, like, you can grieve the loss of that, but people act like they lost their best friend when a stranger passes away, or... Uh, in this case, a building was. I just damaged. think I
2: just think it's people wanting to be able to portray themselves in a certain light, and so this gives them the opportunity to say something about themselves that I think they think contains you know a tad more depth than like you know what they would normally be able to post and and normally be able to communicate about how they feel about other things. I to me, it just feels like something that can potentially be disingenuous. you know what I mean? Yeah. It doesn't mean it is yeah. for everybody, certainly. But it feels like this, there's this idea that, you know, I can, I, I'm really, what I'm trying to do in that moment is I'm making it all about me. I'm taking the focus off the thing. I'm putting it on how I feel about the thing. And um, so in, 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 in a lot of ways, it, it kind of makes it more about the person that's posting than about the thing they're posting about. And Absolutely so,
0: though, I, I, yeah. isn't that just like the very definition of social media though? Like this, this thing that happened, this is now about me because in a way that I couldn't or didn't 25 years ago, I'm now responding to it. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, th- your, 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 your points are both great. And in pipe, you made the point, you know, if a building falls down 20 years ago, you're, you're sad in your living room. Maybe you talk about it at dinner with your, your parents or your friends or whatever. But, but then the thing is essentially over, um, but yeah, like every single thing that happens in our culture is an invitation to make it about myself. I find this to be deeply depressing. Is there is there anything like hopeful in it? Like is is there any like ray of sunshine in this? Like for for me or for you guys, um, or, or is it all? Because it just seems grim to me. Yeah, right? I, I, mean, I don't I, know. It's I don't know yeah. that it's bleak in terms of like oh no, society
1: is going to hell in a handbasket kind of thing, but. Yeah, it's, it's cheap. Because the thing yeah. that I think of is the expression of sadness that people post online. And you know the moment they close their app, they're moving on to other things. You know, it's so heartbreaking to see should, this. You know. but, but if your heart is broken, I speak right. as one with experience, mm-hmm. you don't move away from it when you close the app. You carry yeah, that right. with you. That's right. And so if you're heartbroken over the loss of Notre Dame or the death of a celebrity... That that goes with you. That do, that's not a yeah. thing that you post about, and then you're like, "All right, bagels and coffee. Here we go," and <laughs> and, and off you go. Like there's a it, there's just a it is disingenuous. Yeah. It, people don't know what it, people are using words to express a thing that's not real. Yeah, and that's not. And then again. There are definitely people for whom certain tragedies have very specific meaning. I saw one guy post, and he was a lengthier reflection about how when he lived in France, he regularly went there, and that was a place of spiritual peace and solace. And Mm -hmm. that's real. He lost lost something significant. People who have seen pictures or snapped a selfie in front of it on their 24 hours in Paris, like, boo-hoo. You know, like that's, it's a, it is a loss in a sort of a categorical sense, but not a loss in your life.
2: Yeah, I know. And that's, it brings it back to breaking down like what we, what we have determined in this particular era to be of of what loss actually is. You know Mm -hmm. what I mean? And again, it's hard. So, so from our standpoint, it's hard, you know. It's hard to tell somebody what they 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 actually feel loss about if they're telling you they feel lost about something. So we're we're I mean we're definitely st- we're standing you know we're standing a little far back from this thing obviously and being yeah. broad and general about it. But um, but yeah, it it just it I think what Pipe said it just it there's there's a part of it that feels um, there's a part of it that feels plastic, you know, yeah. and it's hard it's hard to get around that. And um, you know I I think at the same time. Um, you know, uh, how, you know, is this leading us into something that has, you know, deeper implications? Uh, you know, it, it probably is, actually. You know what I mean? Yeah, I
0: mean, to me, like, if, if everything we do is plastic, in another five or ten years, are we even going to be able to recognize what plastic is or what plastic used to be? You know what I'm saying? Or is
2: it just, or is like, is that level of, so here would be my take on it. Is that yeah.
0: level of loss
2: and grief, which let's just say you know, it's, it's an inch deep and an inch deep is still a measure of loss and grief. But yeah, yeah. are we, are we reducing now all of our loss and grief to be contained within that medium? But
1: so now, we're re- yeah, I don't know that we're reducing it all, but we, we've created an inability to differentiate
2: Yeah, that's a because
1: good it, you know, when it, it, we do the same thing on the positive side, when, when everything is epic and best ever, yeah. what is left to express the things that are actually epic and the best? you know, when, when I see somebody express love for a friend and they're like, best friend, love them forever, et cetera, et cetera. I'm like, well, what, what, what are you going to say to a spouse or like to Jesus? I don't know. Like there's a, there's a cheapening of expression when we're not comfortable just describing something. We're not comfortable saying that is a tragedy. Right. We, we feel this obligation to then have a and disingenuous outpouring of expression, even if we don't actually feel it, which means we can't express the things that we actually do feel accurately.
2: But it's yeah, but that's a great point because we're living in the age of extremity, right? So everything right. nothing really matters, because you gotta be louder than everybody to to get heard. So I think part of that is just living in this particular moment where it's like everything has to be better than the best, everything has to be worser than the worst. Yeah. Um and it doesn't really I can't get validated unless it reaches those peaks or those lows.
0: Yeah. And that's, that's problematic right. it's problematic. It's, it's problematic. it is. Absolutely. Yeah, everything has to be like epiphanal. You know, you can't just say, man, that's a, that's a bum deal. That sucks. You know, it, and it was a beautiful building. And it's an insult if you use like
1: moderate compliments. You know, if somebody's yeah. like, what did you think of the movie? You're like, it was good. They're like, oh, you didn't like it? Like, no, I just said it was good. Yeah, You know, exactly. how was the restaurant? I, I enjoyed it. Oh, it yeah. wasn't great. I I really enjoy like now I've had to up it to really just to prove my point you know exactly this is is the this is the the inflation of language that has just devalued the word
0: yeah it's okay for something to not be transcendent you know not everything has to be this this transcendent thing but boys we are in the business of doing transcendent radio and I feel like you know this this episode was probably probably qualifies you know so uh, if you're how, on how social great media was this episode big T describe it how great was it uh, it was the best uh, I mean but, but best or is it more than I mean I don't know. yeah, yeah you us? did
1: I
2: don't I'm not feeling what you said Dad. I'm not sure you
1: really
0: meant it Maybe it was literally the most special 45 minutes I've ever spent in my life It wow. was incredible Um you're tell me more about those, getting there Yeah yeah tell me more here. about it I love you guys so much. I mean, I just love you so much. This is working. Keep I can going. hear
1: the tears hitting your desk. I now
2: I, believe this you. this is working,
0: dude. Yeah, it's it's so working. I'm I'm kind of talking myself into it, but boys, uh, this has been uh, it's been fun. It's been fun to do radio. Um, you know, I hope people don't get mad at us for that last take, but um, but it is an interesting little moment that we're in, and I'm glad we uh, I'm glad we talked about it. I'm glad we talked about Pipe's new car. Uh, I'm glad we talked about Gooch. Um, our our grown-up clothing line for for pastors. Uh, This thing just gets better and better the more we talk about it. The Happy Rant is brought to you by Resonate Recordings. If you go to resonaterecordings.com,
1: you can see the full range of services they offer. So if you're considering starting a podcast, they are the ones we recommend going with.